Dude, on Nixon Jane's podcast number, what would this be? 855, I guess. It's Saturday, August 7th. I know I've just put out, I guess that was 854. I don't know, but, uh, you know, in the end, I'll figure it out. I'm at um, St. Andrew's Cemetery. Once again, I drove to uh, Thompson Park, and it was full. Absolutely full, and even when it came down to the handicap parking, the ice cream truck took it over again, and uh, ah, good for them. It's better for the kids and the business and everything else to be selling ice cream than uh, leaving a spot for another handicap vehicle. Yep, you heard it here first. I went out on the pretense of buying bread, yeah, bread. Uh, my good flax bread at the B&A Bakery, two fifty a loaf, used to be two, but uh, I'm quite happy with that. It's always fresh, very tasty, eating it plain or toasted. And um, figured, why not just start the next episode, seeing as how I uploaded the uh, last one uh, yesterday. Um, I In two hours, I am going to be in my road trek driving to a party. Now, I don't normally go to parties by the road track. Well, actually, I do if they're out of town. This is almost out of town. It's uh, heading west of here. Uh, I guess I can say it's a small, just a little gathering at John Lashinsky, John and Jen's place. I've never been there. And I was going to go by car, and then I got to drive home, and I don't like driving in the dark, and... I put up a fuss from the start. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just not comfortable. I remember last week just meeting uh, Connie, Lisa, and uh, John was enough of a fuss going by Go Train downtown. And it was just fine in the end. And this is the same thing. I am just, I have just so many questions. So in the end, I've decided on and off, on and off. All right, I'll go, but I'll go by road track so I don't have to drive at night. I can sleep and I can have a drink or a toke if I wanted but uh, I may not do any of that either anyway. But it's already decided. John has reserved a spot. And uh, that's it. But boy, oh boy, I've been firing questions. Well, they have to take your shoes off. You know, which I prefer anyway. But it meant, okay, well, then I'm not going to walk in there wearing my brace because then I need a chair to sit down at the door. And all these complications that I feel I've have been added to my life. Um, they're not, it's not really such a big deal, but I'm still at the point, at the stage of making it a big deal. Like, I'm just, I'm adjusting, man. I'm adjusting. And really, anyway, it's John's, no, it's just a low-key gathering, just a few friends, and uh, everybody's been double-vaxxed. So, you know, should be no problem at all. But I have still been, up until today, yeah, really antsy. Like last night thinking, oh, could I even back out of this? No, no, that'd be a shitty thing to do. But like, why is it, why is it such a big deal for me? And then I think back to poor uh, Brandy when uh, we were getting organized, they were getting organized for Brent and Brandy's wedding. And again, I had all these questions thinking, well, I might not be here. I might be in Nova Scotia. I might be, you know... Brand, I needed Brandy to straighten me out, and she did. Brandy's very good at that. She's a strong woman, just the kind Brent needs. And uh, so anyway, I, I, same for today. So I'll uh, I'll apologize when I arrive. But uh, I, I guess I'm, and it's a horrible thing to get to the age or the stage or whatever it is when now it's just easier to stay home. Yeah, of course it's easier, but is that really what you want, you know? And and if you start sliding into those things, habits now, of now canceling out, no, I won't bother, no, maybe next time. If you start that now, it just gets harder and harder and harder, and you just get old and fucking boring. So, 
anyway, I, I didn't really have much else to say. I will be reporting. I'll probably be reporting from the road track as I sleep in the parking lot behind his building. Don't know what that's going to be like, but John assures me they've been there many years and uh, they've never had any trouble. So I'm counting on the same good fortune. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. Five minutes, just an intro. Going to go home and uh, rest up before getting in the road trek and moving on. Scarborough Dude, signing off from uh, St. Andrew's Cemetery. Bye for now. Ding, ding. I think we can do better than that. Hang on. That's the grand old bell. That means I'm in the road trek. And uh, I am in Bluffers Park. It is Sunday morning, uh, just after 10 a.m. Tokyo Olympics just finished, closed. And, um, yeah, sunny day. And uh, I'm going to spend a little time just sitting here collecting my thoughts. Ooh. Feeling okay. I didn't get to drop off till sometime after 3 a.m. Um, I slept in a parking lot in uh, behind uh, John and Jen's uh, lovely little apartment on uh, Wilson. Part of town I'm not familiar with at all. So here, here's the deal, just to backtrack, bring you up to date. John and uh, Jen had a party last night. And they said there was something happening at 8 you know, be there, get there at 7, be ready for 8. And really had no idea what it was. But I thought, well, it's John and Jen, and they do, John especially does the podcasting stuff, and the awards come out. Maybe they're, they're doing something, some announcement, live stream or something. I don't know. I, I just really couldn't figure out. Um, and about 10 of us were there. Um our uh, good friend uh, Mustard Mike, who you may remember from early vinyl countdowns, uh, was there. Um, other people, now I'll just say something interesting. There's a room of about ten people. There were one, two, three, four people in that room who I had no conversation with. Now this just strikes me as, is this just the way it is today? Um, or these people very private. Now, some of them were John's workmates, uh, including his boss. So they would have their conversations about work. And of course, that's not one you jump into. Um, I needed to be sitting down, so I was perched a little further away. So that's part of it too. But um, I guess I'm thinking back to the old days of parties when you, you... Now, this is not a criticism, okay? It's an observation. Let's get that right. It's just an observation. But I, one I, I still find odd. Now, then I, I talked about one of the fellows who I've met. You know, that had to be the third or fourth time and still not a word exchanged. And it's just that that's who he is. He's just a very quiet, solitary person. Oh, okay. I get that. Um, anyway, you know, that's not important. It's sort of, <laughs> yeah, well, when you start recording the Dixon Janes podcast, you got to let your mind... <laughs> Go wherever it wants to go. It's like water. It's got to find its own level. You know, you just, all right, let it go. Let it flow. It'll fill up that hole and that hole. And eventually things will smooth out and you'll get to where you wanted to get to. You hope. Sometimes it takes a little longer than usual. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of holes, right at the end of the party, walking back uh, across the front yard to say, wave goodbye to people and uh, heading back in the back parking lot for my road trek where I was going to go to sleep, um, there was a little dip, a little hole. And, of course, my foot went into it, and bam, down I go again. So that's my second fall in a week. And uh, but this was a harmless one. This was just kind of laughable. They offered to help. Hey, do you need help getting up? No, 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 no. You know, but it, it's, a, it's, a, it's another sign that... Um, Hang on, i got to have a bite of one of Jennifer's delicious. I guess, what would you call these things? They're not shortbread cookies. They're, you know, maybe, mmm, this one's got flavor because it's got a lot of icing. They're all made uh, in the shape of animals. This is 
we're on overall. We're talking about the party. All right, if you if you're just tuning in, the topic is John and Jen's party last night. All right. So I thought there were only two kinds. She made syringes, like long, narrow little cookie, in the shape of uh, with with uh, an icing syringe on it. Uh, which I thought was very cool. And um, so I said, well, would you like any to take home? Yeah, I'll have one of each. Well, I didn't realize she had made like dozens of different kinds. So I got a whole bag full of these things. This one was broken, so I allowed myself to eat it. Uh, very tasty. Thanks, Jen. Anyway, where were we? Not talking to people. Anyway, the surprise. All right, 8 o'clock comes around. There's a fuss. Two women are coming in. Carrying all kinds of things. And I still have no idea. It's a small apartment. I have still not a clue. What What are these women? What are they doing? Like, what, Is this going to be? Oh, no. And then they're talking about things. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. I hope they're not going to do party games. Like, that was my sudden fear. Like, okay, everybody's going to have to play a game now. We've got two people in. They're going to ask questions. You're going to have to act this or do that. Oh, fuck. No, no, no. Count me out. Well, it wasn't. These were uh, animal trainers, um, handlers, I guess, working for a company that uh, John and uh, Jen had booked to come in and bring in some nice small furry animals. But that included a giant tortoise, which (laughs) was huge and weighed a ton. Poor John had to carry him back and forth. Um, Chinchillas, rabbits, guinea pigs... Uh, my favorite of all, and I think everybody's favorite, a skunk. Oh, so soft and furry, beautiful little thing, cute little face. Um, and, of course, everybody was taking pictures of everybody. Everybody got a turn with whatever animal. The only one, two I touched but didn't really want to hold them were snakes. I'm still not fond of snakes. Not afraid, but just not fond of, you know. But uh, a couple of birds, a parrot, and another thing that looked like a, from the dinosaur age. This, I can't remember what it was. Um, just neat. Really neat. So, you know, I've been posting pictures over Instagram here and there. Uh, but what a wonderful surprise. An hour and a half of just these these animals that we all sat with and, and learned about and uh, it was great and the animals are very well treated we're not talking about you know you know teaching a bear to jump through hoops or anything these were just animals in there you know and they were had their snacks and uh, we were shown very carefully how to hold them and so on anyway thank you John and Jen for uh, that was the party that I was so stressed out about now the other thing is this is the first, like, an indoor gathering without masks. Oh, my God. And the two handlers wore masks, which was nice because we didn't really know them. But we didn't have to. And uh, it was just comfortable and fun, and I'm so glad I went. And there were so many times when I was thinking, mm, I don't know, well, maybe I'll weasel out. And I knew I couldn't do it. I knew I had to go. I wasn't sure why, except that it was the right thing to do, and I knew that. And um, they're good people. I like John and Jim. And uh, got to talk a lot with Mike, Mustard Mike. And uh, have just basically a fine time. And the plan was, all right, come, you know, shut down, have a last talk. I had four beer, which was too many. So I was feeling a little rough when I I went to bed, finally. It was hot because I put the blinds down, curtains down in the back so nobody could see in. It was very quiet behind the building until, well, maybe, I don't know, it seemed like six or maybe a little later, somebody came by in a truck, idling truck, and people were getting in or getting out or whatever. Um, And then next thing you know, oh, okay, it's time to get up. I need a leak. Nice to have an indoor toilet right there. And um, 8.30. Off went for the wonderful drive. Stayed away from the 401. This great drive uh, along um, whatever it is. I I don't know why I can't remember the names of uh, main roads in Toronto. You start off in Ellesmere uh, at Victoria Park. You move up to this other main drive. 
All right. Anyway, not important. I am rambling. I guess I, I maybe I'm a little unfocused. Oh, I know what I what I, I knew the plan was. Okay, what are you going to do now? You're going to drive home. Well, you're going to go straight home. Well, you don't have to. Why don't you stop at Tim Hortons, and uh, if they have those special the farmer breakfast sausage on special, like uh, two for five dollars. So, missed the uh, Tim Hortons. I should have stopped at at pharmacy. So kept going to my own. Now, once again, call it old age, call me a fuddle-duddy, fuddle-duddle, fuddle-duddle, fuddy-duddy. Um, I screwed up using the app. I, the Tim Hortons app, I've used other apps. Everything works fine. The Tim Hortons one, all activated. Okay, well, then you got to order it. And then, well, you got to put it. So, you know, I, I did all those things, activated the offer. It turned out by the time I got there, it started driving past. Oh, I've already ordered a line. Yeah, well, what's your order number? Well, I don't know. Well, I need your order number. Well, it turns out I hadn't ordered. Oh, okay. Well, this is what I want. Uh, when I looked at the order, well, all I had was a coffee. Well, because I activated the other offer, but I didn't put it onto the, you know, stuff that maybe nobody else, any, anybody else at that party, all younger, nobody over... 40-something, uh, most younger than that, um, would um, would just simply do without thinking. But for me, whatever, the Tim Hortons one is the worst way of uh, organizing an app. It just It's confusing. Anyway, in the end, I got my two for $5. By the time I got up to the front, I had an older woman there, a little bit grumpy. Um, well, what do I do now? Well, you got to activate that thing. Okay, you activate it. Okay, well, now you got to... I gotta, you gotta let me scan it. Well, where's the scanner? Well, sorry. I mean, I, I shouldn't be wasting your time with this because having wasted Tim Hortons time, I apologized, but yeah, she didn't seem to want my apology. I said, thank you for your patience. Yeah, have a nice day. Fuck off, buddy. Anyway, here we are. So anyway, I guess maybe the point of that story was I still, even though I missed the turnoff that I wanted, I went ahead, I went to Bluffers Park, I looked in, it was packed and crowded, said, look. No, I mean Thompson Park, okay? Thompson Park. Just get what you want. That's what you want to do. That's how you want to start your day with your uh, Tim Hortons dark roast. One cream, mm, mm, mm. haven't had one for quite a while, that's good, okay? And uh, get two of those farmer breakfast wraps. One for your son, which is a real treat for him. That's great. Good. Okay. Done that. And uh, then why not go down to Bluffers Park? There's always a nice handicapped spot. I'm facing the trees, the water. Park's already busy. Lots of boats and sidus loading up. And uh, all is well with the Scarborough dude. And, and it's, oh, would you fuck off with your stupid goddamn horns? <sighs> um... Considering, you know, I'm um, operating on minimal sleep. I'm sorry, excuse me. I should, there should be a button. I mean, I could edit that out. I know for some people it must be disgusting. And it's just, you know, hey, if I can fart on the podcast, well, surely I can burp. Maybe you're saying, well, you're not supposed to fart on podcasts either. Yeah, well, who are you, Miss Hoity Toity? All right, Scarborough Dude. (laughs) (coughs) <coughs> I can't make that sound. I, that's the sound I make for uh, Tom and Shane when I do that one. Oh, my God. I just about did me in. All right. God, oh, man. How much longer have I got? Scarborough Dude, signing off from Bluffers Park. Back at you later on during the week. It's good to be alive. Bye for now. Hello, hello, hello. It is Tuesday, August the 10th, uh, 2.56 p.m. I know that because I just had to put new batteries into my... Olympus LS10, and uh, reset the uh, the memory. So I am parked uh, across from Cedar 
Bree High School. I podcast from here, it just seems a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember the occasion. I've probably gone to Canadian Tire to buy something or exchange something. And uh, this is just on the way out from there. And uh, here I am again. I just wanted to get in a few minutes uh, with you. I was on another errand, and that was to buy a stain applicator, like a a flat sponge-type thing, brush, uh, that my son could use to stain the deck. Uh, I've turned that job over to him as of today. Uh, he's already cleared the deck. He just wants to do it all at once one day. I'm saying, well, we'll do it over time. You know, section here, section there. No, no, I'm not going to waste time. And he and I have a very different way of looking at things and sometimes get at loggerheads. I think that's the old expression, you know, we're at loggerheads, just seeing things differently. And he's, he's more impatient than I am sometimes. And, um, anyway... It started off me saying, well, you know, I'm going to start, I'm going to paint a section today, and I want you to paint the rest. Well, we need a brush. Well, no, I think painting is best, and me sort of doing that until I Google and find out different. Then he's a little annoyed that I never apologize or take back what I said or admit when I'm wrong. And it's true, it's very hard for me. Harder for my wife, but uh, hard for me. Well, I wasn't wrong, I just needed more research. And, uh, you know, I'm foolishly defending myself but I also feel hey you know I don't know I just dig in my heels too and uh, anyway we usually move past that and uh, next thing I know he's saying I need a hand getting the barbecue and it's bump 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 and I hope my barbecue is still working but uh, anyway down the steps so everything is off and uh, it's all set to go so I had to go and buy this sponge applicator Uh, That can fit on the end of a pole, and I'll just have to leave it to him. So he was out there with a sanding brush and uh, saying, I'm going to clean it. So, yeah, there we go. There's your news update. Uh, I guess I've done what I said I was going to do, and that was just uh, have a short clip, except I'm going to just add a little bit. I'm watching Katla on Netflix. I don't know if I mentioned this previously. Oh, by God, what a great show. It's great as the way Deadwood was for me and Six Feet Under when I first watched it. There are just some shows that just resonate. They're just so well done. Now, the thing I like about this, it's set in Iceland, and, of course, actors I have never seen before. And so for me, it's so easy to buy into, no, they're just the characters they're playing. I'm not seeing an actor playing a part the way Tom Hanks forever ruined any possibility of enjoying a uh, Bonfire of the Vanities, you know. Uh, I downloaded a lot of Robert uh, Mitchum, and I'm watching them. And in those ones, I don't care. They're old movies from the 50s and 60s when you're not asking as much. And I'm used to the the star system. They might be in black and white. They might be in color. And it's Robert Mitchum you're looking at, and he's playing a character, and I was a big fan of Robert Mitchum, as you know, if you're a regular listener. Um, so in that case, I don't care. But New movies. I want to be. I want to get lost in the movie. I don't want to be thinking that's the actor playing this part. Is he doing a good job or not? And I think that's what's so refreshing about some of these things you're seeing on Netflix. When you're you're seeing people you've never seen before, they're just really good actors, and they're they're just completely convincing. Same for the characters on um, Coronation Street. Like I don't know them outside the series. I don't want to, but. On the series, that's who they are. You know they're another person. Sometimes you get promotional pictures. Oh, look, Steve's having fun. Oh, that's not Steve. That's so-and-so, the guy playing the part of Steve. But in this case, anyway, I just can't say enough about this. If you haven't watched it, Catlot, it's only eight shows. I just watched number seven. I have to go home and watch number eight today, and that's it. So that's all. Also, it's been an interesting F1 season, if you're at all watching. Some seasons I found dull. This season has been very exciting, especially the Hungarian Grand Prix. Wow. Uh, That was just amazing. And so uh, I I have that to look forward to now that the Olympics are over. Again, uh, just wonderful hats off, salute to Japan or bow to Japan for doing such an amazing job of putting on those Olympics in spite of such incredibly difficult circumstances and so much opposition from within the country. Uh, Great. 
Very well done. So uh, that's it. And uh, as for the uh, Winter Olympics in um, Beijing in 2022, I don't mind if there's a boycott. I am just so angry at China for so many reasons. Um, the possible execution of a drug smuggler. Now, if he is a drug smuggler, if he really was responsible for trying to get like I mean, a ton of fentanyl or something out of China, if he if he's really guilty. I don't have a whole lot of sympathy. Well, sorry, buddy, that's the price you pay. You do that in other countries, not just China. Uh, But the fact that he was arrested right after um, the Chinese um, head of, you know, the company, that's name I'm not going to remember, was arrested. The fact that he and two other Canadians have been in jail since then. No, he was arrested before, but his sentence was uh, passed to up to the death sentence right after uh, Canada put this Chinese woman under house arrest. Very suspicious. And then the other two Canadians who uh, are being held. And I don't want that to be a condition for, all right, we'll go to the Olympics if you let these people out. No, just let the fuck, let the people out. You know, uh, anyway, China is really bullying. They're starting to bully in, in Hong Kong. So um, that's where some of my anger is directed. So if people want to boycott these uh, Chinese Olympics, let them go ahead. All right. That's enough said. More than enough. Scarborough Dude signing off from uh, outside Cedarbury, across the road from Cedarbury Public School, where my son, the one who's going to be staining the deck, went and uh, managed to get through. Bye for now. Well, that was a nice one. Okay, Scarborough Dude here, back at you Thursday, August the 11th, no, 12th today. I'm at uh, Bluffers Park. I've just gone to the LCBO. I haven't had beer in the house for uh, quite a while. Uh, the last I had from camping, of course, I drank that at uh, John and Jen's party. And so today I bought uh, oh, six cans, maybe. I just Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, for camping, because next week I'm going camping to Earl Row Provincial Park, one I don't think I've been to. I keep a log. Uh, certainly not in the van anyway, not in cell. And uh, then today I noticed, gosh, another one, Boncher, which is way up close to Algonquin Park. Ooh, i got to do that, but it's a four-hour drive. So, I don't know. I've been planning all along to go uh, to Nova Scotia in the fall. That was just the default plan. Oh, yeah, going to the Maritimes, got to go to PEI. And now I'm beginning to ask myself, why do I really want to spend all that money? Uh, I've got two good friends to see. Originally, I thought they, they're, my friends from Vancouver might be going. Oh, great to have a meet-up. Uh, they're probably not, and I'm thinking, what's my real reason for going? And by gosh, there are just so many wonderful campgrounds in Ontario that I haven't been to or would like to revisit, uh, and Quebec as well. I don't know any of the uh, Quebec uh, provincial campgrounds, and I hear some of them are nice too. So, you know, maybe the fall would be a good would be a good plan to... Uh, to think about just continuing these little short camping holidays. I don't know. Anyway, I don't have to decide now. I know my son is coming to visit us uh, from Vancouver in September, so I wouldn't do anything until late September anyway, until after he's gone back. Yo, I don't know. I don't have anything to talk about in particular today. I see Trudeau is calling an election. And, uh, of course, the Liberals will win. It's funny, though. I uh, listened to just little bits of Jagmeet Singh, our NDP leader, and I am in favor of taxing the rich. I think it was, what, anybody with more than $10 million, they're, uh, uh, an extra 1% tax or something. I don't know quite how it works. But absolutely, yeah. Hey, whoa, sorry. You've made that money somehow. I don't care how, but you're going to be taxed on it. We need the money, the public you got to spread that out a little bit. And then, of course, what they're talking about is uh, 
a new plan for universal dental care, I forget, like our health care. Now, I think we should have that. To me, that I mean, that's part of health. And you think people who have a pension a plan, you know, full-time employees, teachers and so on, you know, a good union contract, you've got dental plan for yourself, your family. But if you don't, I know when I was younger, I mean, it was like it was huge money. And you, you just so you just neglect and put things off. And that's very tied into your health. And the longer you put things off, oh, my God, the more serious the work you're going to have. So a dental care plan to go with the um, health care. I am in favor of that. And uh, what was the third one? Tax the rich. <laughs> dental. Oh, and Medicare. I, I, sorry, a pharmacare plan to, for the cost of medications, right? That can be, again, unless you're on a company plan, it's crazy. And so a lot of people end up just not taking their meds. And it's not going to lead, doesn't have to lead to abuse and so on. And there'll be, there'll be all kinds of people fighting this. Um, but I think it's a direction the Liberal Party should be going into. They're going to have to. Now, Trudeau was going on promising $10 a day health care nationwide for any province who wants it. I don't know what the conditions are. They have to put up their amount or something or other. But Quebec has bought into it, and I think I heard another, maybe Newfoundland or somebody else was. And that's good, too, because the reality these days is you need two parents working. Ooh, somebody's just driving their car through an open gate into the park, which is uh, just a construction zone. Yeah, hmm. All right, sorry, doesn't concern you. I don't think he's a construction worker. I think he's just saying, hey, this looks like fun. I'm going to drive right down to the lake. So, uh, yeah, I'm just back from the LCBO. I guess I mentioned that. Uh, getting my beer and wine and cider for my upcoming trip, camping trip. Um, but my son has agreed to take over deck staining. I mentioned that. But uh, we had rain again last night. And the deck is still damp. And it's not good to put stain on a damp deck. You really need the wood dry. So uh, that'll be postponed once again. I had tentatively thought of meeting John and uh, Brian at the Only Cafe, and I've talked myself out of it. You know, two beer, you know, you know it could get up to $20, seven-something, and then, you know, you're tipping and so on, so close to that, and your travel there anyway. Travel's not that important. I got a Presto card. I'll figure it out how to use again. Um, but I just, no, you know, I mean, I can buy a can of beer. It's bad enough. I, I don't like paying three fifty for a can of beer. And I notice all kinds of new, every week there are new local Ontario breweries, uh, putting out something else and they're creeping up to four fifty a can. And I understand, uh, labor costs are just higher here. And, you know, these are small batch stuff, so I understand the cost increase, but I just don't want to pay that much for a can of beer that, in the end, is really going to make that much of a difference to me? Am I really going to, do I, ooh, God, I really have to have that. So, uh, no, bought some wine instead and uh, my beer and my cider, so good to go. And again, even that... um, I drink very little of it, even when camping, you know, used to be, it was just steady going till it was time to shut down. And now, no, no, I'll just drink when I want a taste of it. But boy, I really enjoy my cold water coming out of the fridge and, uh, and other stuff. That car is coming back out through the gate. I guess he didn't get very far. Maybe they realized it was a mistake. I don't know. Can't figure that out. Doesn't matter. So I guess that's it. I guess I've got nothing else to uh, share with you. I want to put this out before I go to uh, go off camping on Tuesday. I'm still so anxious for my book to arrive, but it's still in production. They haven't even finished printing up the two copies I ordered, uh, let alone get it into the mailing system. So uh, we'll have to wait on that. And uh, anything else you need to know? How are you? You you okay with an election in Canada? It will be a uh, 
a liberal government again coming in. If it was a minority government, I mean, the the thing is, you just do not want conservative governments at, at this time, and they they're trying, and they're trying for the rural vote, and and uh, and it's just it's just there is different thinking in this country. There are people with different approaches to. There are a lot more very conservative people. Um, and you've got an urban vote that's that's quite different. So there is a split here, too. So, uh, anyway. All right. I'm going to shut it off. i got nothing to say. Bye for now. Scarborough Dude signing out from a nice day at Bluffers Park. Yeah, you probably just missed that. That was a uh, sea-doo. Roaring out of the inlet here, full throttle. I'm at Bluffers Park again. It is uh, Friday afternoon, not quite three. And uh, it's a nice day. There's a breeze. It's uh, overcast, but it just feels good. So when I feel a breeze on me, you know, like, ooh, it's a little cool. I love that feeling. It just makes me feel alive. And uh, I'm here at uh, just the right time. I've got my folding chair out of my car. I'm in the old um, cat feeding parking lot. It's been sh- it was shut off all winter, and the other lots where you uh, launch the sidus from the boat launch parking lot is pay parking. If you leave your car, if you're sitting in it, they'll leave you alone. And then there's the beach side, and that's also pay parking. And there's no point in parking there unless you get out of your car and walk to the beach. So I've got this old favorite spot. I'm between two trees. I've got the folding chair out of the uh, back of the car, the chair that I forgot to pack in the road trek last trip. And uh, here I am. I've got the table set up. I've got uh, three books with me. I'm still working on the Asimov, the last one in the Foundation series. Um, and uh, the Henry Miller book, which I've barely gotten into. I've been sort of saving it for a longer trip special time. It's. It, I want to savor that book. Whereas the uh, science fiction, it's just you, you, you can race through these things. It's fun, but you want to know, oh, how are they going to solve this problem? Wow. Ooh, that's a twist. Uh, anyway, um, news. Um, my wife came home Thursday and said uh, can't open the garage door. She wanted to mow the lawn, which she did. Can't open the garage door. And I and I right away I assumed, oh damn, she's pushed the code numbers wrong again. And so I tried several times. All right, let's just try a reset. That that that. And I, I didn't have the uh, there's a, a sheet cheat sheet that comes with it for resetting the password and so on. I didn't have that. Anyway, damn thing wouldn't open. And uh, she needs a lawnmower. So I said, well, you know, we have keys for this door. They they should be hanging up in the. Uh, in the closet and so she came back out with two little keys which we have never used and if you reach way up to the top of the door you put the key in and it pulls out the lock and a steel wire and, a, and with a handle on it and you use that to manually pull open the door so uh, that is what we did unlock the door and manually opened it I was very relieved about that but realized okay well this is not a long term solution we don't want to be doing this every time so um, I got on the phone right away and I thought okay now who is this like you know who do I call and managed I don't know how I knew I guess there must have been a label on it the door manufacturer Garaga Garaga um, like a misspelling of garage, I guess. Anyway, called them and got an answer. You know, and this is late in the afternoon. This is about 6 o'clock. But gee, you never expect an answer after 5. And a woman who took down, she didn't seem to fully understand, but took down all the information. And I realized, okay, there was a serial number here. Because I went online. That's it. I went online to Garaga. Found out you need the serial number, so I took a picture of that. I had that handy. Anyway, she took down all the information and said, somebody will call you back. Uh, you know, and okay, well, good. So I'm, I'm on it, right? And this is this is Ken who always procrastinates. That's why I'm telling this story. I've got to milk this a little bit because I didn't procrastinate for a change. I'm getting better. Uh, anyway, this morning, 
a guy called me back. And he said, well, you've called the factory. We're not the installer. We're the, we're the factory. However, they probably sold you a piece of shit little motor. And I said, yeah, it's a cheap one. He said, yeah, is that a Skylight? I said, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's, just, that's just crap. Those things are useless. He sold that so they could underbid other people. Anyway, he gave, uh, he gave, it was quite funny. You're talking to a tech guy who wasn't holding back on what a lousy little motor I had bought. No wonder it's broken. And then he says, we can come out. I can come out this afternoon, put a brand new one in a heavy duty. And what you want is the something lift or something. Not the skylight, but the something lift, you know. Another name. And he was going by for 500 bucks, 495 We can have that installed, the motor and installation all done for you this afternoon. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm, these days I'm kind of naive about things. I'm like, well, okay, $500. Just put money on, solve the problem. And, uh, of course, my son, wiser than me, and my wife, wiser than me, my son in particular, Dad, that, that seems a lot of money for replacing this motor, you know. It's a lot of money. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe it is. Anyway, the tech guy said, well, what you want to do is call the company first. Maybe there's a warranty. So I dug around, and sure enough, I had all my receipts and papers and in September, it will be four years since we've had this door. And boy, what an improvement. I had broken springs, the old door that my sons blamed me and said, Dad, you're going to kill us with this door. Because it would just, you know, the, I had the springs jerry-rigged and hooked on. And it, this door could fly open and uh, knock you out. It was just, it was dangerous. And so four years ago, uh, I got a new door put on. And I'm so glad. My God, what took me so long? Yeah, procrastination. Anyway, but the guy said, you know, this door, this, this motor's good enough. Yeah, it's a small one. Here's the price, you know. And so, all right, sure, okay, yeah. Um, realizing, yeah, it was a, an underpowered half-horsepower motor or something. <sighs> anyway, am I dragging this out too much? Yeah, I guess so, eh? It's... <laughs> It's, you know, hey, your days, things things never go smoothly, you know. Things break in your house. Come on, remember, we just replaced the stove. Uh, got that taken care of. Anyway, I call the door company uh, because I got a card, a business card, of the guy who, was the, uh, who came out and priced it and so on, made the sale, sales agent for this company. Dodds. He says, well, call back, call the head office, and they'll check out what you got. So I call the head office, um, and they sort of say, okay, yeah, all right, it's four years. The warranty's only one year, parts and labor, one year. Okay, so you don't have it. So, but I'll tell you what, I, you could, this is another guy now, I'll call the motor manufacturer, Skylight, and see if they have any coverage and then just as I left home, left my son behind to stain the deck, which he's doing now. By the time I get home, I'm hoping I have a newly stained deck, if I stay out long enough. Uh, anyway, this other guy calls. He says, well, I got hold of uh, Skylight. They'll put in a newer motor, a brand new one, or replace the unit or whatever. I don't know what they're going to do, but whatever. Uh, maybe not the gears or the chain or whatever else is involved, just the motor itself. For a hundred, if you can pay the labor parts, the labor cost one hundred and fifty dollars, and I agreed right away because first quote was five hundred for a new motor. Now I'm getting a new motor, cheaper model, but it'll work for one hundred and fifty. So I feel okay. I'm, I'm ahead of the game now. That's how I work in this house. Somebody else might have argued, why am I paying the labor? You guys should pay the labor. What you know? What sort of thing is that? And, you know, maybe made a big fuss and a fight or something. I don't do that. I just no. Hey, okay. For I got I got I got a working door again for 150 bucks. I'll take it. Thank you. So, there you go. Here's my story. That's how we fill up space on the Dixon James podcast. We drag out stories that are never interesting even to start with. Uh, some good news. Some good news. Um, slim potato head. Now, that's not the good news, but that is just a, while I think of it, I'll come back to the good news. Slim Potato Head. Google him and you'll find an older guy, white-haired guy, uh, probably in his 50s, a handyman who has a little trailer and he drives across Canada and in the States, and he puts up videos, and they are very good videos. They're no longer than like 25 minutes, the most. 
Um, and he goes to parks and across country, the states, Canada, as I say, and does an amazing job. He's got a whole series of cameras so that he, he can be walking through, you know, brush up in Northwest Territories or he'll be driving and you'll see him driving. It's really, really well done for a one-guy operation. And the guy who who's not a techie, not a young techie guy, but he's definitely a Mr. Fix-It and uh, a handyman who fixes up jerry-rigs all kinds of things. There I go. I'm using that word jerry-rig again. How often do we get to use that? Um, it's just a great series. Uh, he just did one Funday National Park, which I have been to and will be heading to again someday. Funday National Park in New Brunswick. Bay of Funday, where the rock came from. Yes? Got that? Okay. And um, just, uh, they're really fun. Uh, Slim Potato Head, just as it sounds. And uh, I'm sure that would get you to his YouTube video channel. Okay, now, what was the good news? Ah, yeah, my book. It's ready. It's all ready. It's already in the hands of, um, what's the, what are the green trucks? These delivery services. I can't, maybe they're not green ones either. I can't remember. It's not Perlator. It's, uh... The other one, the most famous one, I've used them before. God, I, and I've forgotten that name many times. Anyway, it's supposed to be delivered Monday, and I really wanted it so I could hold it in my hands on my camping trip Tuesday and Wednesday and look over my second book, Volume 2 of uh, My Life in Letters. So that's exciting for me, anyway. And today, I mean, all along I thought, okay, that's it. I'm only doing these two. But seeds sort of sprout on their own sometimes. And I thought, hmm, if you were to do a third one... At first I thought I would do an actual biography, an actual writing, you know, from the perspective of now, filling in the gaps. That, that, that's what it was going to be, filling in the gaps that the letters didn't include. And that's not a bad idea. But the one that would fit perfectly well with this series would be a third book, and it would be letters from my friends to me. All these have been my letters to these friends. And so we've got to Bruce, to Chris. And there's reference to Robin and, and Harold, the Barstool Buddha, and Alvin and Brady. And there's this reference to all these friends, part of this tribe. I keep talking about the Dixon Jane's tribe. Um, but I have boxes, big banker's boxes full Big banker's boxes bursting at the seams uh, of letters from all these friends. And wouldn't that be fun to go through and for the next book to do letters to me from these people? So you'd get to know these people better. Because Bruce, I mean, all the letters that Bruce and and, uh, Chris wrote to me were from their travels. So a different writing style... But different adventures, and of course they were writing to me in different places. They were writing to me in Nigeria, at least Bruce was, and in Japan, and on the road, or planning trips together. So, um, I, I kind of like that idea. I, I don't want to do this. This is like a winter project, if I was to do it. But I just thought I'd share that with you today, because I sort of, whatever is in my mind, I kind of like just to, to dump it out. Just to dump it out, get rid of it, get it out of my system, and move on to the next thing. And whether or not these things happen or not is no problem. I thought that the other day when I remember telling my father and my mother over dinner in Ottawa, I'm going to start a school, and how can I start a school? It'll be the Granville, you know, Academy, which is our great-grandfather. And uh, never did, but we started the study tour business instead. And lots of things in life you sort of plan and then things change or you you, you work on an idea and, you, and it sprouts a different idea and that's the nature of life and that's where you got to be flexible and, and a thing that might seem a good idea at one time later on isn't such a good idea and you've got to you got to be adaptable right all right Scarborough Dude signing off from Buffersburg I don't know how long this podcast has been already what I've recorded what I haven't well I, how would I know what I haven't recorded Oh, all I know is I'm happy to be sitting where I am right now in Bluffers Park on the uh, cat side. And it's a perfect view. You're looking up at the bluffs. All you see, as far as the eye can see, 
is trees and a little bit over there in the distance are the the actual bluffs themselves the sandstone that's uh, drop off cliffs it's wonderful and of course lake ontario and this little inlet for the boat launch Skyway dude signing off bye for now and uh, next time you hear from me i'll be camping i'll be camping you yippee yeah dramatic, isn't it, for a Saturday uh, afternoon? It's, um, yeah, it's Saturday afternoon. <laughs> August 14th. Um, I'm sitting in the front of the road track with the windows down, and by God, does it ever feel nice. Uh, there's a breeze, you know, and it just comes right through. It's been very hot here, but nothing like the heat. My God, they've had in Vancouver... Wow. And they are—they don't have air-conditioned, you know, condos and things. You never needed it there. But uh, they've had this wicked heat rave. And, oh, my God, the news. Another earthquake in uh, Haiti. You know, just news flash. You know, thousands dead, probably. Oh, my God, the hardship around this planet. Uh, and with all that um, news... Uh, that's going on. I'm very disturbed by, uh, you know, pulling out of the American forces, everybody else, and now, of course, the Taliban just takes over the whole country again. Hey, wasn't it all about kind of prevent trying to prevent that? But uh, yeah, it, it's it's sad because a lot of people um, are going to be killed. Uh, people who don't toe the line, who you know disobey whatever orders they put in place, uh, revenge killings, neighbors telling about neighbors, people trying desperately to free the country and find a, you know, a refuge in Canada or the States or England or wherever else. Uh, those people have helped out uh, troops who have been opposed to the Taliban. It's, it's just an incredibly sad Horrific story. Oh, what a way to uh, be, end the podcast, eh? But, I mean, that's what happens. You just turn on the news channel for a few minutes, and you've got the wildfires in Europe and uh, all across western Canada. People in Vernon can't breathe. Uh, my son posted pictures from his lovely apartment in the west end of Vancouver, and it's just like a smoke-filled sky and heat. Oh. And right here, you know... Well, Hi, Alvin. Aunt Ken, just calling to say we'll pay about a half. Well, an hour. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. We'll be here. All right then. See you soon. See you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, you heard it live here. That's our good friend from. Uh, uh, Kingston, um, Alvin was the fellow I traveled to Mexico with. Anybody who's read my <laughs> my book, and I know that that's not many of you, or came across the letters of the trip to Mexico that Alvin, Robin, and I took. This is before Alvin met Brady, his dear, lovely wife. Um, they were, uh, Alvin was the guy who was with Cuso back in the 60s in India, traveled the world, uh, you know, and, and when I first met him in Toronto, gosh, 75 maybe, he was putting on a slideshow of his trip to India. He had been to India many times, and he became my guru, my travel guru, and a, a wonderful, compassionate, warm man. 
uh, just a terrific guy. And uh, so we kept in touch. And when I lived in Montreal, I guess at the time with the Olympics, 76, uh, I used to go to his apartment. And he shared an apartment with his sister and her Swiss husband. And it was just, it was so cool. It was just one of these wonderful flats. You'd find a flat, you know, in, in Montreal, up the stairs. And we just sort of lived on the floor. There was always a carpet spread out or, you know batiks and things all over and it was really i guess you'd think of it a hippie's den or whatever alvin hated the cold and he ended up in montreal but anyway um i mean go every weekend and we just we had a big tin of weed and we'd roll joints and play chess all weekend it was absolutely wonderful a whole period of my life visiting alvin uh and uh sister and brother-in-law downtown montreal and uh, then after that, I guess, is when we, uh, we New Year 77, we left Kingston for uh, Mexico and then eventually traveled back up the West Coast uh, through Las Vegas, uh, Death Valley, we stopped at, Zabriskie Point, the name of a, uh, an album that uh, Pink Floyd put out. And, um, and then I guess I dropped off in uh, Vancouver, carried on there, I guess, 77, 78, I don't know, yeah. Anyway, it's all in the letters, and Alvin is that character. And um, Brady has family. She's of Indian heritage and has uh, from Guyana and has family in um, Brampton. And uh, they come up usually to buy their, well, it used to be to buy their spices. Now I guess it's family visits. They had a restaurant. Uh, they had a restaurant in uh, Kingston. Um, I'm confusing it with other friends who had a restaurant in Vancouver, Melanese Thai food, but this was Indian food. Can't remember the name. I have a menu somewhere. And it was wonderful. And Kingston was thrilled. Oh, my God, finally, you know, we've got some culture here, a multiculture. We have an Indian restaurant. And it did very well, but it was just far too much work. And they had a, a daughter, and it was just impossible to keep it going. And then she opened, they had a takeout business for quite a while of absolutely wonderful uh, uh, Indian food and samosas, and every time they'd visit, they should just drop off food. And they would have an annual party around Alvin's birthday in December <coughs> and invite a lot of interesting people, uh, just a range, you know, of uh, people living in, you know, in, in Kingston. And Brady would just put on a feast. I mean, she would cook for days, I guess, and people would come and just eat and socialize and we would drive down from uh, Toronto to to always attend their uh, their wonderful parties um, and I, I remember being kind of upset about seeing some people just sort of seemingly to take advantage and maybe it appeared we did too I don't know hope not but you know Brady said well take this take this help yourself and everybody got food to take home and and eventually it just became too much also, and they gave it up. That was an end of the parties. But uh, we've continued. We haven't seen each other since before COVID, and that's been quite a while. Alvin's always, he's about five years older than me. We always called him the old man, Uncle Alvin at one point. And uh, just wonderful, and it's nice. Uh, my wife knows Brady very well. It's one of the few couples that we we associate with. We used to know some of the people in our neighborhood here in Scarborough through the, through our kids through the school, and would rarely but sometimes get together. And we've lost touch with all as the kids have grown up, graduated from university, and so on. And everybody's moved on. We don't see anybody in the neighborhood. We 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 don't we live we sort of live separate social lives. The party I was at exactly a week ago today, you know, when I was fretting about going. Oh my God. Uh, and turned out to be a wonderful party at John and Jen's, as much as my wife would have loved the petting zoo. Um, it wouldn't have been fun for her. It's just, you know, the kind of conversation. It's hard enough keeping up with regular English, but when you get into culture and uh, pop culture and, and jokes and, and references that you can't pick up on, it's it's impossible. It's much more comfortable for my wife to associate with people who speak her language. And uh, it's just more relaxing. So we, we, we sort of have a divided social life. But uh, Alvin and Brady are sort of one of these links to uh, 
a, a commonality. My goodness, I was wondering how I would fill up the last 10 minutes of this podcast. And there you go. Just a, a sort of a shout out to uh, the power of friendship. Uh, Alvin, of course, has always contributed to the Dixon Jane zine. You'd find him there, too, if you have any copies of that. And um, they're just uh, dear, sweet, wonderful people. So uh, I'll be seeing them. Well, what did he say? Half an hour? Yeah. So Scarborough Dude signing off. Just finished this podcast with uh, a little uh, a shout out to my dear, dear friends. And, and again, to the power and the joy and the wonder and the love that is friendship. Bye for now. Here you get a real ding dong too. <laughs>